previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. As we continue with our conversations, hashtag own your life, you'll find more details about vaccinations on our website at algofm.co.za. Now, last month, the Department of Health announced that they are opening vaccinations to teenagers aged 12 to 17 from the 20th of October. Now, while many uh, people are celebrating this decision, as South Africa has both an adequate Pfizer vaccine supply as well as sufficient capacity at vaccination stations, many parents have concerns. Uh, on the line this morning, we are joined by Dr. Sherry Farinoff. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, first question, teens, are they at risk of severe infection and why should they be vaccinated? So it's true that most teens are not at risk of severe infection. However, it's actually very difficult to predict this. And there have been teenagers in South Africa and around the world where there have been severe infections. And in fact, in the NRCD report from September 2021, there had been over 500 deaths in individuals under the age of 19 and 17,000 plus hospitalizations in people under the age of 19. So You know, they are not at at high risk of older individuals, but there certainly is some risk and it's difficult to predict which teens are going to be at risk. Doctor, so, you know, I mean, obviously it's it's 12 to 17, a very important time in terms of just um, physiological growth and so on. Does the vaccine have any effect on on growth or puberty at that age? There's absolutely no reason to expect or anything that has been seen to think that the Pfizer vaccine would have an effect on growth. And, you know, one of the reasons that we know this is that it's an mRNA vaccine. It doesn't enter the cell nucleus. And because it doesn't enter the nucleus, it can't interfere with the DNA and it can't interfere with development. We haven't seen and we don't expect any influence whatsoever on growth or puberty. Doctor, quite topical at present, uh, what are the risks of uh, myocarditis and pericarditis and heart attacks in, in young people? So myocarditis and pericarditis have got a lot of media attention from the Pfizer vaccine. But this really needs to be looked at with understanding and perspective because we know that COVID-19 itself, getting the actual infection, has a much higher risk of causing things like myocarditis and pericarditis. In fact, more than eight times the risk of having a vaccine. So the risk given at the moment in teenagers is about 20 to 25 cases per million doses given. Myocarditis is not a fatal illness either in, in almost anybody who gets it. So the cases of myocarditis, the 20 per million that have been reported, have been relatively mild cases. Um, things to watch out for if your teenager has had a vaccine um, and one is wanting to watch out for myocarditis are things like chest pain, a very fast heart rate, an irregular rate, and um, that type of thing. And certainly should that happen, we would advise you to get medical help. But it is exceedingly rare and much rarer than the risk of myocarditis from COVID itself. So um, what would the other side effects be of a teen having had uh, the vaccine? And also, just as a secondary question, you know, if they have had the COVID-19 infection, as as your example earlier on, would they then still need to be vaccinated considering they would have immunity? Okay, so let me talk about side effects first. The most common one we see is a sore arm afterwards, um, and that's probably present in, in maybe half of the people who get it. And it's similar to the sore arm that you get, for example, after a flu vaccine or after a tetanus vaccine. 
it's kind of a, a sufficient sore feeling in the arm. Other common side effects are things like a mild fever, headaches, body pain, sometimes dizziness. These generally last for a maximum of two to three days. And we recommend that you give your teeth Panado or paracetamol, which generally will get rid of those symptoms. So those are the common side effects that are seen. To answer the question about if they've had COVID, have they got immunity? Yes, we do think that they've got some immunity. What's difficult to know is how good that immunity is and how long it will last. So by vaccinating a teenager who has had COVID, it has absolutely been shown to elevate the level of immunity, gives a much more robust immunity, particularly against new variants that may come along, and also an immunity that lasts for much longer. So, for example, we saw teens that were affected at the end of last year in December, December holiday, and many, many of those teenagers, that was the beta variant in December, many of those also got the Delta variant, which came along in June, July, and that was obviously much more virulent and much more transmissible. So by having a vaccine, we are boosting immunity also against new variants. Uh, doctor, just a, a question for you. We've seen on, on, on media and television as well some political organizations calling and approaching the courts to stop children from having this vaccine. Uh, one, what would be your message to them? And secondly, um, we know it's not mandatory at this stage. So can my child have a vaccine without my consent? Okay, so to answer the first question, I do want to say that it is very small groups of doctors who are advocating against the vaccine. The South African Pediatric Association, which represents the majority of pediatricians in South Africa, released a position statement last week and are firmly in support of vaccines for adolescents between 12 and 17. Their hesitation is, is this the priority group? And in other words, what they are saying is that it's much more important to give vaccines to those who are 60 and older, which is obviously a much more vulnerable group. But if vaccines are available for teens, I absolutely support that that group should be, should be vaccinated. So there are small groups. I think the group from Durban who are opposing vaccines is around about 200 doctors. They certainly don't represent the views of the vast majority of doctors, including doctors from the NRCD, academic groups from VIST and UCT, South African Pediatric Association, and also pediatric associations around the world, American Pediatric Association, the UK Pediatric Association. This is a small group. You know, some of the concerns that they've raised are legitimate. But in general, the academic thinking is that the benefits of vaccinating teenagers far, far outweigh any small risk. And I'm guessing the scientific data as well supports what you have just said. It's absolutely irrefutable that vaccines reduce severe infections, reduce deaths, reduce hospitalizations and contribute to ending the pandemic and to bringing back some kind of normality to life as we know it. All right, Dr. Sheri Farinoff, thank you for joining us on Algo FM Breakfast uh, this morning. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.